You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow. We are back with Sir Crokington, who was just having a nice ride around Eastern Telsa in on on Baroness, the lovely, lovely horse. I mean, a lovely time, but then, then she saw smoke in the distance, and not not the sort of the sort of really black, nasty smoke that, that only happens when things that shouldn't be burning burn. So she went towards it and has discovered that Dordoat is in the throes of chaos. Now what was Dordoat? Because it's not that anymore. Dordoat is slash was a small fishing village on the southern edge of the withering wood in eastern Tysa. A thick pungent cloud of black smoke hovers over the settlement and the broad, tree-lined road along which you've been travelling is choked with the village's fleeing residents. You attempt to stop and question a group of men and women moving swiftly away from the village, but receive only a hail of curses in response to your attempted inquiry. Undeterred, you rush along the road towards the village centre, determined to to discover the source of the mayhem. As you pass the first collection of Dordorat's outlying buildings, the unmistakable sound of battle reaches your ears. In the middle of the village's main thoroughfare, in front of the smoldering remains of a small church, a group of eight border rangers and a lone, grey-haired Tysian knight are waging fierce battle against a pair of large, axe-wielding cave goblins. 
even more shocking to you than the combat powers of the two goblins is the carnage of which they are apparently responsible. The bloodied corpses of four border rangers and nearly two dozen villagers lie strewn about the ground at their feet. Oh dear, I think I turned up a bit late. You're suddenly reminded of the legend of Woundskin, and in particular of the washture of otherworldly accomplices that the immortal ogre at times employs to carry out his bidding. Your heart skips a beat as you come to the realisation that this pair of goblins, seemingly intent on the destruction of Dordrat, are none other than Thearspit and Wadgrip. Now they have a link. Thearspit and Wadgrip. This vicious pair of immortal cave goblins are in the service of Woundskin. They often appear in advance of their master's arrival, serving to ensure that the immortal ogre receives a fitting welcome for his arrival on Swift. The full names of these savage brutes, as ascribed to them by those who have witnessed their destruction and cruelty, are Fearspit the Savage and Wokwip the Executioner. Yep. Those are names that you'll run away from in a hurry. Unless, you know, you're crazy. In which case you run towards them, wielding weapons. And go, yeah, I'm gonna fight them! I'm... Well, I am. I am crazy. <laughs> and who is Woundskin? Because we're gonna be seeing a lot of that guy in the next few episodes. So we might as well get familiar. Woundskin. Little is known of the origin or purpose of the fearsome, mythical ogre known as Woundskin. Standing over nine feet in height and weighing at least a thousand pounds, the supposedly immortal creature has long been a recurring dilemma for humanity over the seven centuries he's been appearing on Swith. Named for the countless blue wounds that cover nearly every square inch of his loathsome bulk, Woundskin is a sight to behold, and indeed an enemy best left avoided. Woundskin possesses the ability to change form at will, and often appears as some innocuous entity, before revealing his true, terrifying self and embarking on a savage and deadly rampage against his chosen target which has at various times been an entire city. When his violent terrain has won its course, already has met with significant resistance, Woundskin has historically departed, though not before substantial damage and misery has been left in his wake. Woundskin will often employ the services of creatures such as goblins, trolls and other ogres are only too willing to join him as he wages his brutal war on humanity. Yeah, he's a bit of a wongan. To understate it quite dramatically. Suddenly, one of the goblins, fierce bit, turns in your direction and grins wickedly. You've been spotted. Before you're able to determine your next course of action, the vicious, immortal goblin raises up its gloved hand and a large spear of lightning appears just above the tips of his fingers. With an unearthly howl, the savage creature hurls the crackling orb at you. 
the deadly spear hurtles towards you at an alarming velocity. So I've got a few options. Fortification, elementalism, gating, or telekinesis. What about elementalism? I'll give that a go. Succeeded. 32 XP to elementalism. A powerful air elemental swoops into view and directs the hurtling spear of lightning high into the sky where it fizzles brightly before disappearing. Fearpit snarls and gashes his yellow fangs before cutting down a border ranger with a single stroke of his double-bladed axe. The immortal, the immortal goblin leaps over the body of the slain ranger and not bounds along the thoroughfare towards you. Alright, just shoot him with an arrow! In a single, fluid motion, you draw your bow, notch an arrow, and loose a shot at the charging goblin, picking a number, bonus of 15, all from archery. Got to get 40, 44 or more. Just to, you know, hold still enough. Pick now. 98, success. 16 XP to our archery. The feathered shaft sinks into Fearspit's breath. Fearspit's chest, causing the immortal goblin to howl in pain. You watch in horror as the savage creature tears the protruding missile from his flesh and casts it aside as he's charged into melee range. Fearspit snarls viciously as he takes two sweeping strokes with his double-bladed axe, each of them coming within inches of chopping you in half. I should save you for the master, he growls. You seem a bit more worthy than the rest of this wabble. Alright, I'm fighting Fearspit the Savage. He's currently wounded, but probably not for long with the whole immortal thing. Begin combat. A frigid wind assails your foe for seven damage. Because I've gone and got a uh, nice. I've gone and got myself some equipment from Tally's, and that does that special. Fierce bit shrieks savagely as he hacks at you. Mm. Ooh, wind again for four. Brutal stroke for ten damage. Uh, keep going, keep going. Ooh, 11 damage from the frigid wind. Oh, that's a pretty regular occurrence. It's ne nearly down. Ooh, brutal stroke, 10 damage. Very close, very close. And slain. Well, slain. 134 XP. Fearspit falls back, clutching at his wounds, which have already been under heal. He is immediately replaced by Wokgrip who howls with rage as he cuts several wide arcs with his broad-bladed axe. What a manner of incident fool you are, he snarls. My master enjoys a good fight, but your lack of respect for his champions is most... alarming. You defiantly engage the mighty Watgrip. So Watgrip, the executioner, and he is also a Wongan. Wokwip swings his heavy, broad-bladed axe at you. 
Uh, frigid wind does four damage. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to mention these wins anymore. Just assume they'll be happening every now and again. Brutal stroke for eight damage, 12 damage. Keep going, keep going, keep going, and slain. 198 XP. What quick curses and staggers back out of melee range as the wounds you've inflicted on him begin to rapidly heal. On the ground at your feet, you spot a small black gem, which you promptly pick up. Yes, these are going to be very important. This is a very small black gem. The immortal goblin roars with range and appears to be recouping with fearspit from another one at you when they're startled by the sudden blast of a horn. The eyes of all those on the thoroughfare fall upon what approaches door Durat from the south. A mounted regiment of Tyson soldiers, led by a red-caped captain, thunders along to the thoroughfare from the south, their blades drawn as they rapidly bear down on the two goblins, Fear Spit and Rock Whip, which went north along the thoroughfare, but not before three more border rangers fall victim to the savage strokes of their axes. Hmm. It's odd that they could just, just so many... So much military can turn up so quickly. Because usually, from the other adventures, it takes them, they're usually days away. Because it's a very large kingdom. And it doesn't really have enough army to go around. Mm. But now, they, they've probably only been rampaging for maybe an hour or two tops. But they've got border rangers... That night, okay, that night was probably just living there. Retired. Care about retirement for one last fight. But, but is the whole regiment just convenient? It's almost as if they chose a place where a whole bunch of pe- soldiers could turn up just so they could, you know, have an audience. Yeah, maybe that's it. Watquip raises his hand. And a swirling black portal opens to his left. The master is coming back to tend his flock, sneers the foul goblin as he prepares to step into the vortex, where we regretfully find pity in our hearts for such pitiful creatures. He knows no such burden. Until again we meet, fierce bit and what grip, step into the portal and are lost from sight. The swirling Neville gate closes behind them. Together with the surviving Bordy Rangers and the newly arrived soldiers, you spend the next couple of days burying the dead and hoping the village of Dorat will turn to some semblance of normalcy in the wake of its recent nightmare. You speak at length with the grey-haired Tyson Knight who fought alongside the Border Rangers. His name is Tishworth, and he tells you that he fears what occurred here has consequences that will reach far beyond the small village of Jordroat. It pertains death and ruin, he says grimly. I've never before had the grave misfortune of meeting up with the ogre or his minions. But if indeed these are the harbingers of Woundskim, then we are surely not rash to conclude that dark days lie ahead 
Having done what you can for those returning to the village, you set out for Talonus, accompanied by Chitworf, whose own business leads him to the kingdom's capital. Days later, at the gates of Talonus, you part ways with Chitworf. The knight wishes you well before heading off in the direction of the citadel. The first few drops of an early afternoon shower strike the cobblestones at your feet as you make your way into the city of the Griffin. And that ends, well, that informal adventure for 512 experience to general. But now a whole bunch of other things, new things have opened up across the kingdom now. I just happen to know where they are, so I'll just go to the places. In Nor Northern Tysa, there is the city of Port Halleck. Oh, there's some highwaymen, I don't attack them. I'll just, yeah, they're, they're attacking, but they're, they're just highwaymen, no big deal. Attack, then down goes one. Here's two or three, just got to take them down, take them down, look. I've got more important things to deal with you than you hire him in. Just stop doing crime already. The leader one's away, as always. 64 speed to general. Some things I can loot. And 13 gold. And back along the journey. And here we are, Port Halleck. Ventures for this location. An axe to grind. A relatively quiet night in the Stormside Tavern suddenly erupts. Here we go. Broken only by the evening calls of gulls gathering along the wharf outside, the silence that pervades the Stormside Tavern, as, gay, as day gives way to dusk, could almost be considered eerie. You're about to make your way over and ask to join a group of men engaged in a game of cards when one of them leaps up from the table and draws a large double-bladed axe. The tall, bow-chested, white-bearded man glances around the common room as if attempting to choose a target. The three others at the table scramble to their feet and attempt to move clear of him, but a sweeping stroke of his axe neatly removes two of their heads before they've even taken a step. The headless bodies of the slain men slump to the floor at the foot of the table, and the white-bearded giant of a man rests the haft of his deadly cleaver across his left shoulder. He frowns as his wide eyes scan the terror-stricken faces of the tavern patrons. You! He roars as he stabs a thick finger in your direction. You leap to your feet and assume a defensive stance as the white-bearded giant starts towards you, his axe resting casually across his shoulder. The other patrons quickly move out of his path, pressing themselves up against the walls or fleeing out of the front door as he vanishes across the common room. Suddenly, he stops, and you watch in horror as a terrifying transformation comes over him. His body shudders, and his flesh bubbles and churns as it melts away in large chunks. The entire horrifying scene lasts only a few seconds, and what is left in its wake sends your heart racing. Standing in the middle of the floor, 
with the remnants of its human casing still dripping from its torso, is a massive, green-scaled reptilian humanoid. The hulking creature's lurid yellow eyes are fixed solely upon you, and its cavernous mouth stretches wide to reveal double rows of razor-sharp silver fangs as it emits a glossal snarl. A long, barbed tail trails behind the fearsome brute, and seem, seems to move almost of its own accord, staking from left to right across the uneven uneven floor timbers. You! repeats the reptilian creature as it lifts the axe off its shoulder and levels it at you. As you race to hastily determine your next course of action, the reptilian abetting abesses you in a deep, snarling voice. My master sends his regards, human, he grumbles. His entrance is prepared, and his arrival will be grand. I, Tailsting, greatest of his harbingers, will not. Stand for its disruption! Your blood runs cold as you stare into the cool, cold, cruel, unblinking eyes of yet another immortal servant of Runeskin. Okay, who the who is Tailskin? Obviously, Sir Quilkington knows, but uh, you don't. Well, you might. <laughs> but you might not. But if you don't, here it is. This immortal reptilian warrior is an enemy, wor an enemy worthy of the fear that his presence commands. Standing just over seven feet tall and weighing close to 600 pounds, this black-scaled, silver-fanged terror wields an axe that no human could ever hope to lift, much less wield. Tailsting has a long tail equipped with venomous barbs that doesn't hesitate to use in combat. This fearsome lizard man is a loyal but unpredictable servant of Woundskin. Tailskin shakes the last of the dripping flesh from his face as he stretches his fearsome jaws wide and emits a deafening bellow. Without further delay, the massive lizard man charges at you his deadly axe cutting a wide arc before him as he thunders across the common room floor. So, what a lot of options here. I could just hold my ground and face Tailskin, use gating, elementalism, telekinesis, or illusion. Uh, telekinesis. It succeeded. 32x speed to telekinesis. Four tables and at least twice as many chairs sail, sail at Tailsting from all sides, propelled through the air with great force thanks to your mastery of telekinesis. Caught off guard by the airborne barrage, Tailsting stumbles and collapses to the floor beneath the splittering bulk of three tables. Although the hulking reptilian quickly smashes his way out of the pile of debris, it's obvious that he has been Oh, good, good. Through wounded, Stelsting is still a terror in every sense of the word. The fearsome reptilian arcs his barbed tail over his head, 
its tip passing within inches of your face as he stops into melee range. Its tail sting, and he is currently wounded, and he's going to get more wounded. Tail sting grins wickedly as he strikes it with his barbed tail. What about your axe? Oh, well, that's probably the axe laying the brutal stroke for 13 damage. Yes. Keep going, keep going, and slain is he slain. Well, slain. With, with wound skins, with wound skins, senior minions, slain is never slain. The fearsome and immortal harbinger wound skin staggers backwards and retreats to the front door of the tavern. Clutching at the wounds that widow his green scale torso. Hmm. 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 That's odd. I mean, the law book says he's got black scales, but here says he's got green scales. Hmm. Oh well, I guess it. I guess he just decided to change his look. Because you could do that. You watch in amazement as the body suddenly, as the body shudders violently. And the hulking reptilian undergoes a rapid transformation. In a matter of seconds, the hooded figure of a bent old man stands in the doorway that Tailsting's bulk filled only moments before. In the field of battle, we'll host our next meeting, what? growls the old man, before turning and swiftly exiting the tavern. Applause erupts from the handfuls of patrons that remain, and many including the tavern keep himself, move up to congratulate and thank you. Those present then set about with the grim task of dealing with the carnage left in Telsting's wake. On the floor, near the tavern door, you discover a small black gem, which you probably pick up. You decide to keep this good object. Alright, that's two of them now. The encounter with Tailsting, apart from its obvious terrifying elements, has served to unsettle you in a way you cannot readily explain. Every vivid detail of the night's events are still foremost among your thoughts. When you take your leave of the Stormside Tavern and step out into the moonlit wharf. And that ends that quest for 64 experience to general. Now to find the next of his harbingers. I just happen to know there'll be one in Tantalus. Because I've done I've done all this before. A lot of times. <laughs> and I mean a lot. <laughs> uh, adventures for this location. The gallows. A grim spectacle suddenly turns deadly. And here we go. While passing by Harvest Hall in the southern sector of the city, you happen upon a grim spectacle. Harvest Hall, this grim stone structure in the southern sector of Talonus, serves as a courtyard of such where the king's magistrates meet at, met out justice to the condemned. Public hangings on the street in front of Harvest Hall, while less frequent than in years past, are still not entirely uncommon. 
A white-haired man toting a furled parchment and three city guardsmen mount the steps leading up to the wooden platform and stand in front of the condemned trio, looking out over the growing field of spectators. The scroll is unfurled, and the white-haired man reads aloud a list of the crimes for which the men are being hanged. The litany of foul deeds is near its conclusion, when suddenly, and much the horror of all present, present, the middle of the three men snaps his bonds and throws two of the guardsmen from the platform. The remaining guard draws his sword and steps beneath between the freed prisoner and the white-haired man. But the weapon is summarily, summarily, but the weapon is summarily wrenched from his hands and turned upon with deadly effect. Only seconds. Only moments later, a horrified grasp rises out of the crowd. The guard's headless corpse topples off the platform. The white-haired man drops the scroll from which he's been reading and falls back, but the free prisoner appears to take no notice of him. Instead, he drops his sword as his body begins to shudder, and a terrifying transformation comes over him. In mere seconds, the transformation is complete, and the hideous monstrosity now occupying the spot where the condemned man once stood is like nothing you've ever had the displeasure of viewing. Much of the cr- crowd surrounding the gallows turns and flees wildly through the streets as the twelve-foot, blood-bred, slime-coated worm the arms and head of an ogre slithers about on top of the platform. Those brave enough, or perhaps foolish enough, to remain to witness the transformation of the condemned man turn and bolt when the, con- when the grotesque worm slides off the wooden perch and begins making its way towards you. Grand thing to find you so easily! grumbles the ogre-headed worm as a torrent of bile spills out of the wide mouth and over its slime-covered torso. The master has sent me here to bear news of his intimate wife arrival to she upon whom his eye has fallen. I am Grubmore, human! And despite all appearances, it is I who look upon a worm. Grubmore, your mind races. Another one, another of the harbingers of Woundskin has found you. For, for what purpose you're being tested, you cannot say. Right, who is Grubmore? Well, we know what. Grubmore, the plague bear. This twelve-foot-long, slime-coated, blood-wed worm has the head and arms of an ogre, and has a disposition nearly as foul as his sickening appearance. Grubmore is named Plague-Bearer because of the arsenal of diseases he will employ upon his enemies, though only at the behest of his master, Runeskin. Ah, he's probably the worst of the lot, then. The hideous, immortal abomination slivers towards you, but is suddenly distracted by a group of eight city guardsmen approaching from the west. 
the vile creature turns its attention to the encroaching menace, seemingly having forgotten about you for the moment. Okay, okay, gone. No, I don't think those guardsmen, they're, they're, they don't stand a chance. They do not stand a chance. I've got to, got to get to it first. I mean, I could assume a defensive stance and hold my ground, but I don't think, I don't think those, those guardsmen would be dead. Seize the opportunity and attack Grubmore. Seizing the, seizing the opportunity, you charge Grubmore, while his attention is focused on the eight guardsmen, picking a number. Bonus of 91. 20 from agility. 12 from luck. 59 from thievery. Pick now. 173. The speed and ferocity of your attack catches Grubmore off guard. The giant, slime-coated, ogre-headed worm snarls as he attempts to counter your assault. It's Grubmore, and I have taken him by surprise. Begin combat. Grubmore wretches and vomits burning green ooze at you. The acid from Yemeni's attack burns into your flesh for 14 damage. Alright, more vomiting. Oh dear. Oh dear, I'm going to have to have a bath after this. Fortunately, I'm in the capital, so there's presumably ways I can do that. Okay. Yeah, he's nearly down, nearly down, nearly down. Ooh, another acid burns my flesh again for another 10 damage and is slain. 134 XP. Defeated, but still very much alive. The immortal, ogre-headed worm retreats towards the gallows. A swirling black portal opens a few yards away and the repulsive creature drops, stops directly in front of it. The master will hear from you and yours, human! The hour is nearly at hand! Growls Grubmore before slithering into the vortex and disappearing. The portal promptly closes behind him. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. On the ground, not far from the spot where you engage the immortal harbinger of wound skin, you discover a small black gem. You pick up the curious object and decide to carry it with you. Well, that's three of them now. As people begin to return to the street in front of Harvest Hall, you quietly slip away, not wishing to draw any unwanted attention to yourself. The encounter with Grubmore has served to unnerve you like no other in recent memory. Inexplicably, you feel certain that something, somewhere, has changed. And that is the end of that adventure for 64 Experience to General. I'll have a little rest and clean up. Okay, the next one is in Twithick. Ventures for this location. No good deed goes unpunished. Your blood boils as you witness a group of common street toughs harassing an old bent woman as she attempts to go about her business. Well, I guess. Well, well we'll just, just deal with that, I guess. Well, I guess it's just, just regular heroism. Good, we needed a break from that. While making your way along a busy lane not far from the city gates, you spot a band of four unruly street toughs harassing, harassing people who attempt to move past the spot where they've taken to loitering. Your blood boils, however, when you witness the uncouth group begin to prod and shove a bent elderly woman moving along their side of the street. The old woman tries to counter their cruel antics, but her feeble attempt is met with cruel la- Shrill laughter, and at from the rowdy bunch. So I've got quite a lot of options here. I could do nothing. Well, ob- well, obviously I'm not doing that. Intervene on the old woman's behalf. Yes, but here's some other options: unarmed combat, diplomacy, telekinesis, illusion, elementalism, or gating. Telekinesis. He succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. Using your power of... The power of your mind. You project a powerful blast of telekinetic energy. At the apparent leader of the gang of toughs. The unruly young man topples back from the others. Causing quite a scene. And attracting enough attention to bring about an end to their antics. The four toughs turn and dash off along the street. Abandoning their cool sport. Oh, good. You certainly feel a bit more virtuous. But yeah, because there are a very small number of quests which can increase your alignment. Which does nothing. <laughs> the alignment doesn't do anything in the game. And it's just, I think it's just one of those systems that was in because it was in D&D. But now it's kind of, it's kind of been put to the side now because 
He's just assumed, of course you're the hero. Of course you're the hero. Of course you're good. That's why you fight all these bad guys. I mean, I mean, there are a few quests where you have the option to be bad, but... As a rule, it's just assumed that you're heroic. You ask the old, old woman if she is hurt, and she shakes, shakes, her, shakes her head in response. Do you consent to the ordeal, has nerved her. Thank you. Something for your something for your trouble, she says. In a wavering voice, she hands you a strange looking black coin. You politely refuse the offer, but she insists and continues to try and place the coin in your hand. When when you refuse a second time, the old woman responds in a fashion that starts to Take it She snarls flashing a fanged, vicious grin as she presses the coin firmly into your hand before you can pull away. Everything goes blank. Your eyes fly open and you find yourself standing in the middle of a long, broad alley. You no longer possess the coin that was pressed into your palm and are beginning to wonder how it was you ended up here. Where he is? When suddenly the old woman steps into view several yards away and grab and bows gracefully. Before you can react, two short hooded figures step out of the step out from behind her. Both figures simultaneously cast back their cowls, and your heart skips two beats when your eyes fall upon the hideous faces now revealed. The faces of fear spit and what grip. Again, our paths cross, sneers Watgrip, as he draws his broad-bladed axe. But chance played no part in this meeting, I can assure you. The master wishes to test your metal, human, without another... Well, wait, wait, you're not... Former human, with... Without another word, Fearspip snarls and steps forward, cut-cutting a wide arc with his double-bladed axe. Fearspit the Savage. Well, I beat you once, and I'll beat you again. Yeah, you're gonna wish you were mortal by the time I'm done with you. Fearspit shrieks savagely as he hacks at you. The frigid wind helps a bit. Oh, brutal stroke for nine damage and slain. 134 XP. Fearspit howls in pain and staggers back beyond the range of your blows. His wounds have already begun to heal when Whip leaps forward and lands directly in front of you. You nimbly dodge the first of the goblin's savage strokes before countering with an attack of your own. It's Whip the Executioner. Hello again. Brutal stroke for nine damage. I'll take you down. I'll take you down all the way. And you are slain. 198 experience. Bleeding profusely and barely able to lift his axe. Watquip falls back out of melee range. Joining, joining Fearspit several yards along the alley. Despite their rapidly healing wounds, both goblins seem reluctant to even look at you. 
much less attempt to engage you again. The old woman steps forward and throws back her tattered hood as she straightens up to assume her full height, which rivals your own. Wait, 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 wait. doesn't work. It's much, much larger than my own. You watch in horror as the flesh on her face begins to bubble and melt, dripping and spilling down over her front until you find yourself staring into the hollow eye sockets of a fang skull. Six skeletal arms extend from her wagged attire. The fleshless hand on each, on the end of each, tightly gripping a short sword. Wound skin is coming. This is the six, six-armed skeleton, as it stalks along the alley towards you. This is Curse Blade the Abhorrent, who has a law book entry. The savage, six. Six-armed skeletal warrior known as Curseblade is among, is among the most cruel of Woundskin's Harbringers. It is believed, believed that Curseblade rules over a dark, neverall realm of undead when not engaged upon his master's bidding. Alright, Curseblade the Abhorrent. You also will go down. Cursed Blade slashes you with all six blades, but somehow manages to miss with all of them. Oh, except this one. Brutal Stroke for 10 damage. Brutal Stroke for 8 damage. Brutal Stroke for 12 damage. Oh, Brutal Stroke for 10 damage. Alright. Oh, nearly done. Nearly. And slain. Well, slain. 200 and 62 XP. Cursed Blade collapses into a pile of bones at your feet, and you watch in horror as the six-armed, undead abomination reforms and retreats along the alley to join, to rejoin Fear Spit and Watgrip. The master's found himself a prize, hisses Cursed Blade, as the swirling black portal opens next to them. Without a word for many of the three, they step in the vortex, and it closes behind them. On the ground at your feet, in the spot that Curse Blade collapse, you discover a small black gem. You pick up the curious item and take it with you. Alright, small black gem. That's four of them now. Unnerved by the encounter, you quickly make your way out of the alley. And that is the end of No Good Deed Goes Unpunished. And another 64 experience to general. So have a little nap to recover from that. And adventures for this location. A helping hand. Six against one doesn't seem quite fair. Maybe you can help even up the odds. Embark. It's nearing dusk on one of the many small woes leading up to Twithick from the north when you happen upon a grim scene. A lone man, moving with a pronounced limp, is making what appears to be a life or death stand against a band of six highwaymen. The young, dark-haired, slender man clutches a crude wooden cudgel in his left hand as he pl- firmly plants his feet in the middle of the road. The half-dozen bandits taunt and jeer at their intended target, as if to torment him before moving in to finish him off. 
The front of the group of robbers is a particularly large man, his thickly muscled arms gripping the hilt of an axe. Alright, I have options. Just do nothing? I mean, last time I tried to help people, things happened, but still, 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 it's going to take more than one weird bad situation to put me off to get off that instinctively rushing to people's aid thing. So we can use illusion, gating, or archery. Now I kind of I know what gating and art gating will be. I open a gate, come up behind them. Now illusion illusion is the one where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. So I'll use that. Sixteen XP to illusion. The well-crafted illusion of two mounted border rangers approaching from the south serves to produce the desired effect upon the highwayman. Without delay, five of the bandits turn and shriek into the forest and are soon lost from sight. The large whopper waits until the rangers are nearly on top of him before finally turning and following the footsteps of his fleeing cohort. When you assert he's departed from good, for good, you dispel your illusion. The young, dark-haired head man whose life you undoubtedly saved meets you in a shoulder cross and thanks you. You showed up just in time, friend, he says, eyeing you. You somewhat quizzically. I'd wager you must fancy yourself a hero. Pray, let me help you reconsider such a flawed notion. The man casually flips the cudgel in his left hand as he steps back and assumes a combative stance. Stunned and puzzled by this unexpected turn of events, you draw yourself up into the defensive posture and attempt to size him up. Spare yourself the trouble, he grins as if having read your thoughts. I'm more than you ever bargained for, Sir Croakington. So intriguing were the tales spun by my pets that I simply had to set eyes upon you myself. I only wish now, upon my immortal soul, that I hadn't bothered with the effort. Your hands grow ice cold and your heart races as you subtly realise who it is that stands before you. You'd expected a bit more circumstance to precede what you long assumed would be an inevitable encounter. Yet here, on this lonely road north of Twithick, in the fading light of day, you find yourself three arms lengths from the immortal ogre in human guise who needs no introduction. I'd almost forgotten this wretched place, sneers the young man, leering about as the forest pressing in on either side of the road. I'm suddenly reminded why I abandoned it for so long. I once knew the name of every world I left wailing in my wake, but even my if my wisdom knows no bound, my patience for such absurd trivia is not without end, for ultimately they were painfully similar. 
full of spineless, weak, crawling creatures. Not unlike that which presently sees fit to insult my eyes. The dark-haired man again tosses the wooden cudgel, sending it end over end at least a dozen times, before catching the weapon with practised ease and levelling at you. Perhaps you expected an ogre, Sir Crokington? So insolent! He styles. To think that I should have need to reveal my true form, to strike terror into the heart of one, though spirit so clearly quakes in my presence. I think just a small taste of the taste of the pet terror you pine for is in order. Woundskin, deceptively maintaining his human guise, takes a step in your direction. Your mind races and you hastily ponder your next course of action. A particular item may be of use here. Well, I happen to know what it is. It's those gems we just got. Let's use them. You hold up your foot, sm- the s- your small, four small black gems out before you, in clear view of wound skin. He stops a step back upon seeing the stones clutched tightly in your outstretched hand. Pray, where did you get those? He hisses, his voice more sinister than any sound that even the most wicked among men could hope to make. Perhaps there is more to you than meets even my divine eye. You sense that while Woundskin has hesitated at the sight of the stones, the reprieve they have brought is at best only temporary. So, these are my options. Flee immediately, attack Woundskin, or wait and see what Woundskin's next move is. Well, I'll attack. Attack Woundskin. A bit of play, then, snarls Woundskin, swiping you to these wooden cudgels. I'd prefer to save you for the battlefield. This is Woundskin. Is an 18 plus difficulty. So, normally, I wouldn't be able to take him on. But, there are things I can do. Certain items that he is terrified of. Your four black gems suddenly glow bright white and an arc of black-tined lightning surges forward, squarely striking your immortal foe. 87 damage to him. Use them again. 81 damage. Use them again. Another 87 damage. Again! 73 damage. Again! 82 damage. Again! 90 damage. Then uh, finish him off with a telekinetic blast. And uh, now what to use? What to use? Wave touch! Your wraith-like touch sends a deathly chill through your enemy, and he is slain. 
And I get a 266 XP. Wundstein staggers back out of your range, visibly shaken by the ferocity of your attack. The immortal ogre, still in human guise, rapidly regains his composure and flashes your wicked grin. Another time then, snarls Woundskin, the glutteral sound, absurdly out of place as it escapes from the lips of his human form. We shall meet on the field of battle, Sir Crokington, where I shall relish grinding your skull beneath my heel. A swirling black portal opens next to him, and in the next instant he steps into it. The vortex closes behind him without a sound. Without further delay, you set off to the south towards Trithic, hoping to reach the city while daylight holds out. Despite having come face to face with perhaps the most fearsome being you've ever had the misfortune of meeting, you feel strangely calm as you make your way back to the Willetport. Almost as if the lingering fear of some imminent but unseen evil was lifted the very moment the evil took form before you. You pray that this encounter with the immortal ogre will be your last. But as you pass through the date gates of the Adderstone, a deep sense of urgency, coupled with a gnawing fear, begins to well up within you. Your dreams this night are plagued with dark, dreadful images. A burning village, its thoroughfare littered with corpses, a vast host of bone and hide, armed with fang and claw, savagely feasting upon those they've torn down from behind as they fled. A mighty ogre, wielding a dragon bone club, spiked with the talons of every demon lord who have ever drawn his ire and a solitary, desperate prayer unanswered. And that is the end of that adventure. For 64 experience to general. Uh, and that's all of the prelude Woundskin scenarios. And you, and then next up is the the main Moonskin's main attack. The main event that all of this was just hyping for. He's just dead or just his hype men. But they hype by randomly killing people. Cause that's just how we, that's just what Woundskin do. So in the next one, well Well alright, we'll be going to the village of Silverwisp. Where there's well a lot of stuff will happen. A lot of stuff. But anyway. Until then. Farewell. Fellow. Adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. To make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.